You're listening to Tottenstown. Welcome to the Tottenstown Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. My name is Tanner Staggs, and joining me, as always, my brother Tyler Staggs. And it is time to talk about the developing success story that is the 2021-2022 Tennessee Titans. And most importantly, the team that just beat what most would have called the best team in the NFL, Los Angeles Rams. The Titans sit at the top of the AFC South. They sit at the top of the AFC without Derrick Henry. They're still coming out and beating what, I mean, pretty much going through the gauntlet of playoff teams from last season, and they're beating everybody. But before we get into that, Tyler, let everyone know how they can support the show. It's simple. Go check out our merch. All you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all long sleeve shirts, short sleeve shirts, hoodies, jackets, beanies, phone cases, all kinds of stuff. Make sure you go check it out. We would really appreciate it. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or whatever other platform it's on, make sure you're following us there. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us some comments, questions. Guys, we really do love the interaction. We love getting other people's opinions on you know the games and what they saw. And if you're watching on YouTube, scroll down. That subscribe button, if it's red, click it. Turn it gray. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video when we decide to go live, you know, it, we, we appreciate that. We really do. Also, leave us a like on the video. Share the video with other football fans and leave us some comments. Like I said, we love the interaction. Let us know your thoughts on this game and the Titans dominating this rough four-game stretch that they had. And follow us on social media, the ones that we're most active on, on Twitter, Titans underscore time. Facebook, Titans Time, and Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. All right, Tyler, let's get into the show. Um, I mean, 28-16, to 16, let's just throw that out there. Titans beat the Rams. Sunday Night Football, which of the primetime games, is like the biggest of primetime games. Everybody is watching Sunday Night Football. All the attention is on the Titans. And the questions coming in are obviously, I mean, around the, the the only guy practically that gets attention from the national media is Derrick Henry. And then all of a sudden, no Derrick Henry for likely the rest of the regular season. And all anyone wants to talk about is what is this going to look like without Derrick Henry? And we saw Titans defense steps up. What are you most surprised by in this game? Really how well, how, I'm going to say great, the defense played. Because, I'm going to be honest with you, the offense was not hitting on all cylinders. Yes, they were good in the red zone. They scored the touchdowns that we needed down there. But other than that, the offense wasn't moving the ball that well. I think the Titans had like under 200 yards of total offense. The offense was serviceable. It and that's they, the most you can say. They did what they needed to do, but the thing that hurt us was we had some backups in for our offensive line. 
had Aaron Brewer in at guard, at right guard. I felt like he played. Hey, he he played he, as he good played as you well. can ask a guy to go in there and play. Where we had trouble was left tackle, Bobby Hart. <laughs> Bobby Hart. Don't want him out there anymore. Like, do not put him out there. It, and, you know, it would be fantastic. I mean, just incredible. If this team had spent a first-round pick a couple of years ago to get a guy that doesn't leave you in that type of situation where you're playing Bobby Hart. Not just a couple years ago. What about a guy that they drafted this previous year that played left tackle? And which, you know, we can go around and around on that. But considering how the Titans um, offense was having to go against one of the best defenses in the league, especially you, you have Aaron Donald, one of the best defensive lineman in the league and they're having to try and deal with him and I mean he's in the backfield quick a lot of these Rams pass rushers and linemen are in the backfield quick so the Titans this didn't really let us see what this offense could be because they're having to try and dial up screen passes and other stuff just to get the ball out of Tannehill's hands as quickly as possible so that's what and the reason the defense stood out the most is because this Rams offense is known for putting up points. They have an explosive offense and the defense come out and time after time after time, shut them down. And I mean, they, they did what they did against the chiefs, held them to just field goals. What they did to the bills in the first quarter of that game, going back to it, held them to field goals and you couldn't have asked for any more from this defense. No, the, absolutely not. The, the score doesn't even reflect how bad this game actually was for the Rams because of the Titans' defense. Because that last second touchdown that the Rams got, like it was, it was garbage time. Yeah, the, this, this even was, the announcers mentioned like th- this is the pure definition of garbage time. Yeah, like I mean, this game technically was 28 to 9 there's an asterisk beside that 16 that the rams have and going into this game you mentioned it the national media they're always on they'll they'll give henry his recognition but with the titans and especially the titans without henry you look at like Stephen a smith and some of these other guys the titans season is over blah 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 like no you you are not you have not been watching this titans team throughout this year and seeing how they keep fighting they are a gritty team they are a physical team and that's what makes the biggest difference is they go in against some of these teams and the other teams aren't ready to play that physical against them whether it just be a couple little bumps you know towards the end of the play that are legal and just beating up on them getting in their head a little bit and even now you know we we knew titans beat the rams Oh, national media, they're probably going to say, oh, well, what was wrong with the Rams instead of look at what the Titans did. Now, there are some media people out there that are giving the the Titans some respect for what they've done over this stretch. But all I can say, I've told this to Titans Rossi, I've said this to TA, you know, we've all kind of talked about it. Let the national media keep doubting us, and we'll just keep proving them wrong week after week. And when we're, whenever we're holding up that Lombardi trophy at the end of the season, they won't be able to say anything. 
Well, and one of the things that I actually don't like to see is that there are a couple of power rankings out now that list the Titans as number one, list the Titans as number two. And I'm but just like... here's here's the thing. The Titans, these players, this locker room, I don't think they're going to let that get in their head. No, no. I don't, I, they are still carrying that underdog mentality into every week of, they, as Kevin Byard says, we don't want to prove everyone else wrong. We want to prove ourselves right in what we know that what this team can do. You know as well as anybody um, that I like to stay very modest with my expectations of this team. Like yes. If this team is playing as I, – I don't, I don't know. I always try not to over-exaggerate what I see because I don't want to be like, hey, this is the best team in the NFL right now. And then, you know, something, blah, 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 whatever. Right. And a lot of times that gets me more hate from Titans fans than it does from anyone <laughs> else. And, I mean, I, you know that. But what I will say right now is that this is probably the best defensive line and one of the best defenses in the whole entire NFL. They're physical. They just, like you said, absolutely beat up on everybody and what is really going in their favor is that it's about to get into that point of the season where those hard knocks hurt more than ever because it's oh, yeah. going to be cold, maybe with the exception of, I believe there's a couple of games they play that are still going to be in some warmer areas, but it's going to be cold. And I always feel like the physical teams have an advantage once the temperature goes down. Oh yeah, for sure. And, you know, this defense, I will say this, they do give up a lot of yards still. I mean, their their rank as far as in the league for how many yards they're giving up isn't that good. But, I mean, they, they're making the most out of their opportunities. And even if they're giving up the yards when they get in the red zone, they're not giving up the touchdowns as much as like last year. They're looking better on third downs. They're looking better on stopping teams on fourth down this year and like you said just the physical play and this is the best front four that we've seen from the titans and probably going back well over a decade i'm willing to say and, it's the the best in the league and, and you have i mean you look at this team compared to last year they already have more sacks harold landry's already tied his career best in sacks jeffrey simmons just a monster game and just manhandling guys again, showing why teams are double and triple teaming him. And that's why he may not always show up in the stat sheet is because he's just, he's a monster and you can't put one guy on him or else he's going to bull rush that guy back into your quarterback, still reach around him and grab your quarterback and throw him to the ground. And just the pressure that these guys are generating, Jeffrey Simmons, as far as like defensive tackles, has the most pressures in the NFL. The dude has been playing and, insane. But he's got a career best in sacks. Altry already is getting, I think he has like five sacks or something. Just between like those three guys, they have 
as many or more sacks than what the Titans as a team had last year. I mean, you can say, like, we were cracking jokes earlier about the tackle situation. And you could say whatever you want about the front office and some of the things that they might have missed on in recent years. But when you look at what they've put together on the defensive line this past offseason, it's, I mean, you have to give them props for that. Because right. I mean, the the free agent signing of Dupree and Autry. Bud Dupree you, is only going to get, he's only getting healthier. And, and here's the thing. We're not even seeing the sack production from him yet, but the pressure that he's getting and the way he's altering plays by coming around that edge and pushing the quarterback up in the pocket to Autry and Simmons, it's making all the difference in the world. And eventually he's going to start racking up, you know, he's going to start getting his too on the sacks. Don't. Don't let that fool you about him not getting them right now. I mean, both of those, very good free agent signings. Jeffrey Simmons, great draft pick. And by having this front four that's creating all this pressure and getting these sacks, it makes things so much easier for your secondary, for your linebackers. I mean, Kevin Byard. Who are definitely not playing shabby. Like Their success is not coming solely because of the fact that the the defensive line is playing great. I mean, I was scrolling through Reddit uh, just yesterday, and there was a stat that someone had put on there um, that, yes, the Titans' front four are playing great, but that's not the only reason that you saw the success from the secondary and from the linebackers that you did. It contributes to it, but the average time that Stafford held the ball, that's the longest amount that he has has recorded. And now some of that is probably from some outliers where he's trying to throw the ball deep and he's right. held onto it for five to six seconds. But it was the longest that he's had this whole, time, whole entire season. So those guys are playing great too. And honestly, just this defense as a cohesive unit. And honestly, I mean, I said some things about them earlier in the season – but the coaching as well has just really been on fire lately. Right. Well, you have the secondary complementing the pass rush, the pass rush complementing the secondary, and that's what we need. That's what we were missing out on because there's a lot of times where if you look back at last year, we were asking our secondary to cover guys for five, six, seven seconds, and that's hard to do. And this year, it's like if a quarterback holds on to the ball for four seconds, you know, pressure's getting there. And even if it takes a little bit longer, our coverage downfield is still better. I do want to say this. We've both been hard on the guy, Chris Jackson. And I'm not ashamed to admit when I'm wrong. Dude is playing better. And, you know, he he's filling in good out on the edge. Um, but I do want to get back to talking about the pass rush and everything. They've just made it to where they're getting so much pressure the secondary can pray, play more freely. You have Kevin Byard, who is back to his all-pro self this year. I think he already has like five interceptions on the season. Got his first career pick six. He made such a great play on that pick six that the commentators literally thought it was designed. Right. and They, they thought that was a drawn-up designed play, which is n- not true. 
it just it shows how much he pays attention to like his film study and everything else because he was supposed to be covering like the uh curl route or more towards the middle of the field as well and just from the formation that the offense come out in he had good communication with jackrabbit told him like hey don't don't press up on this guy stay back like I, I i know what's coming here he knew it was fixing to be a quick pass out route and it was just jayon brown held with the tight end who did run the curl and that out route kevin byard saw it coming as soon as he seen stafford turn his shoulders to his right he knew where it was going he broke on the ball picked it off took it back touchdown and also this year he's got a fumble recovery for a touchdown I mean, he is put, he's throwing his name into the hat for Defensive Player of the Year. And he's definitely proven why we think he is the best safety in the league. But, you know, all of that. I have no argument with that. All of that, the things that are helping him is because of how that pass rush is doing and how they are just creating havoc. We've seen two weeks in a row now where our defense almost has a safety. They make the quarterback throw a stupid pass because they have him wrapped up, taking him to the ground, and it gets picked off. Uh, yeah. Uh, against the Colts, Elijah Molden got it and just so happened to be able to jump right into the end zone. This time, David Long picked off Matthew Stafford because I believe it was either it was either Dupree or Simmons. I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was Simmons that had him wrapped up in the end zone. Right. That, that's right. I do remember that now. And he was taking him down. Stafford threw it. Picked now off. Stafford could have, when he first got wrapped up, the he was in the end zone. The ball was out of the. He could have went down right and, there, and it would have been at the one yard and line. Been like but a, yeah. they would have been in a terrible punting oh, yeah. position because it was on third down. But that just that opens things up, and that's why, you know, like we said, our offense didn't have to do much this game. They made it count in the red zone, drew up a, you know, perfect play. You know, just a fake and. Tannehill had several options of tight ends that were open for the touchdown. Whoever had uh, Swain as first touchdown scorer would have been in really good shape. Incredible, yeah. But you know, going into halftime, this it was twenty-one to three. Yeah, and, and, and as, I mean, as, a, as a Titans fan, you're you're feeling good about that, but you know that the Rams are a very good team and can make adjustments. Right. The offense hadn't necessarily been moving the ball that well. And if you have Derrick Henry in that scenario, you're like, this is locked up. Oh, yeah. Like, you're chewing the clock coming out in the second half, and they're not going to see it much to even attempt to come back. Right. But before halftime, you have um, the Titans get to fourth and one, or fourth and goal from the one-yard line, and do the play-action boot where Tannehill is able to roll out. I know – Going back and seeing where guys have broke down this film and really looked at it, there was one person on the Rams' defense who was not fooled by that play call. And that was Aaron Donald. Had it, but the play design was so well that they got the guy who was supposed to set the edge to fall for the fake that he ran into Aaron Donald and blocked him for Tannehill which is what allowed him to actually roll on out and just have that walk-in touchdown. I mean, that 
that, you know, and that's what you can say is, oh, well, Aaron Donald, if this hadn't happened, he would have, well, yeah, but that's how good that play call was in that scenario because if the guy that would have, that was supposed to contain the edge would have done that, yeah. then yeah, you know, it would have been a different story, but he fell for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't know, man. This was just a great game. I mean, I'm one. I told you before this game. I said, I'm, I'm wrong more times than I'm right. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I have a strong opinion whenever I form one, but most of the time, more than not, it's wrong. Um, and this was one of those I was glad that I was wrong about because I mean, I definitely don't think that I was in the minority and thinking that the Rams were going to win this game. Well, you know that before the season, I admitted this, I picked the Rams to win this game. But I came back on our game preview, said I had the Titans winning it. Just because it this seemed like one of those games where their back's against the wall, everyone's doubting them, they find a way to win it. And that that's what they did. And I was talking to you know our good buddy Rossi, and I told him, you know, before this game, because I was talking to him on Saturday, I said, going into the Buffalo game and the Chiefs game, like on the way up to watch those games, I had a really good feeling about them. The Colts game, I was a little bit uneasy about leading up to it, and which they still got the win. But even this game leading up to it, I was, I just had a really good feeling about it and was very confident. And the the team come out and dominated again but let's take a little break from doing this breakdown here hop into one of our segments that we always have on our game review and that is our best bets segment presented by DraftKings and DraftKings is going to give you an opportunity to get some free bets once again this week which is always fun and all you have to do is bet just one dollar on either team to score and you can win a hundred dollars in free bets I mean that is a deal because I mean, you know a team's going to score. Yeah, you know they're going to score. And $100 in free bets, there's endless, endless opportunities there. So for just $1, it's a fantastic deal. And all you got to do is use promo code TPPN. And if the sports book is not available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Once again... Promo code TPPN, even if you use the Daily Fantasy Sports app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So there you go. You know, new customers. Go use that promo code. Again, it's T-P-P-N. And just bet $1 on any team to score. I'm going to tell you, DraftKings gives out some good offers. I, I've been in a slump here lately as far as what I've actually put money down on. But yesterday, got an offer from DraftKings. Said, hey, if you opt into this, bet on Ja Morant to score one point, odds are boosted to plus 100. You can bet up to $12. So I went, I bet $12, and 
you know, I was watching Monday Night Football, and I was like, I wonder if, you know, he's he's scored any yet. Went and checked it, already had 11 points, got on my DraftKings app. There my money was already. So Nice pick-me-up. Yeah, just easy as can be. I needed that win. Glad to finally have one. And I do want to say, going back to the offer that DraftKings had uh, last week, where you bet the money line on any team, and you could have got $200 in free bets. The Jacksonville Jaguars really uh, messed you up on that one because you chose the Bills, I chose the Chiefs, so you know we're not really ch- keeping track of that. But right. the ones we are keeping track of for our best bets is what we picked for the Titans games. Uh, and I was trying to avoid this one um, <laughs> this week because I had the over, which missed – and I had the longest field goal go into the Titans. And they didn't have to kick one. They didn't have to kick a field goal. So that kind of... And, I mean, the Titans defense really screwed you over on this game hitting the over. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you thought they would come out and play like if that. You, if you would have told me that the Titans scored 28 points, I would have I would have taken out a loan to put money on the right. over. Right. And... It was Don't funny do that, by the way. That's not betting advice. Again, this is not betting advice that we're giving you. We're just throwing out bets that we like. And I had looked over when we were doing our game preview to see what bets you had. And I always write down four, and you had two of the four that I had. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go with the Titans to cover the spread, which was seven and a half. They won, so they covered that. And... I said, you know what? The Titans are going to score over two and a half touchdowns. They scored 28 points, so there's four touchdowns there. So that now brings our records to you are four out of, you are four and 14, and I am eight of 14. So So you're now over. I'm over 50% now. So you got to be 52.24. And let's check, 8 of 14, you're sitting at 57%. So, there you go. If you've been following Tyler, which is not betting advice, but much better than me, (laughs) you're profitable. Yeah, you're coming out ahead. And I'm just going to tell you, I need to start taking my own advice on some of these and stop doing, stop being the parlay cowboy like you (laughs) normally are, because that's where I get myself in trouble. I'm like, I I want a little bit more you know, money, so I'm going to bet on this guy to score, this guy to score. Let's just put it in a parlay. And it's easy to add everything together and see the big payout. And you're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You're like, man, I'd, I'd really like that. But now I'm like, man, if I would have just been betting on some of these, I could I could be ahead right now. I did go ahead and put down money for the Titans to be the Super Bowl winners and for them to win the AFC, though. Now, I'm going to put this out there. I don't know if I've already – there's no way I haven't mentioned this. Oh, you have. Okay. Um, hey, but go Titan, ahead. Titans, Ram, Titans Rams Super Bowl here. I had it before the season. So, I'm not I'm not right about a lot of stuff, but I'm still holding out for that one. Hey, it, it could very well happen, and you know the Rams would be hoping for that rematch. Oh, d- and, yeah, definitely. Especially in the Super Bowl. So And, I mean, honestly – that would be a fantastic story for the NFL. Oh, it would be great. It would be fantastic if the Titans win. The Rams are 
now a very large market team, of course, in Los Angeles, you have so many different angles that you can come from with this. You have two of the best teams in the NFL that have met previously. The Titans beat the Rams. You have that revenge angle. You have the revenge angle coming from the other side with the fact that the Rams beat the Titans in the Super Bowl. So many different things. You have Matthew Stafford leaving the lines, going to the Rams. Just the the Rams making the Super Bowl alone is great for the NFL. The Titans, you have Derrick Henry going down, hopefully coming back in the playoffs and going berserk. I mean, there's so many things going there for the NFL, for that to be a fantastic matchup. If someone were to believe that the NFL rigged things in their favor for good matchups, that's one that they should look at. You know, it, it's funny. Kevin Byard, I don't know if you've seen it, tweeted out a picture today from after his uh, pick six and basically said, looking forward to being back on this field in February. So, you know, th- this team is riding high right now, and they are confident. That's and- right. That would be a, yet another. Would that be back-to-back seasons where it's a home Super Bowl? It would. It would be back-to-back. That, I'm convincing myself in real time that there is no other scenario for a Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't care who the Titans face. I just want the Titans to be there, and I want them to win. Yes, it would be – it would feel, I think, very good for Titans fans if they did face the Rams again and not only beat them twice in one season, but got revenge for that one yard short that that Super Bowl that just escaped them, and you know because you know Ram Ram fans they're holding that over the Titans' head. I mean that they are over the fans. I know TA was at the game and got you know people were like, oh yeah, one yard short, one yard short. Of course that was back when the Rams were in St. Louis. So, but still that would be like the ultimate. Like it just it builds up so well. Yeah, it really I mean, it, it just makes sense. So, but let's get back to talking about the second half of this game, or really just the game in general. I want to know from you, what running back, because we, we got to see this running back by committee, what running back looked the best to you? I mean, I think that it's pretty obvious that Deontay Foreman was the running back that just looked like he was the most effective. As like, far as in the run game. Yeah, yeah, as far as in the run game. Now, Jeremy McNichols is still doing his thing. Like, he's right. got his role carved out. That's what he's going to do. I still think he'll get a small to medium-sized share of the run game. And I'm not vouching for Deontay Foreman to overtake Adrian Peterson. I think Adrian Peterson will get there. He needs a little bit of time, I, I think. Um, but what I am saying is... At first, I was very against the idea of Deontay Foreman. Uh, I, I figured he would be just a backup guy uh, and not necessarily get a whole lot of work. But I think you could see him and Adrian Peterson split early down work. Right, and that's the biggest thing is coming. If you watch this game, Foreman came into this game more ready to go. Not saying that Peterson didn't prepare himself for it, but the run style that we've seen from Peterson throughout his career 
he wasn't necessarily going with it as much. His first carry, he had an amazing spin move, though. Like, it was quick to get away from Aaron Donald and actually gain three yards. Yeah, I'm not worried about his age. Like, he's still got the athleticism. The the problem is he was running too upright. He needs to, you know, get his shoulders down. And he, he was indecisive a couple of times, it looked like. Like, he wasn't really looking for the hole. He was just going to try and pound it up the middle. And one time, he, he bounced back whenever he tried to do that. And then he seemed to like his left or right that a hole had opened up and, you know, went and gained, you know, a pretty good chunk of yards. But, like you said, Foreman came into this game more prepared. He had a chance for a much bigger run, uh, but he slipped. But I, I'm excited to see going forward this how this running back by committee is going to work. This next week, they're going to have their work cut out for them because New Orleans' defense is number one in the league against the run. And that's where our pass game will maybe have to, you know, do what you want to see. And we see more passes. We need A.J. Brown to forget about the drops. He had a couple big drops on third downs that would have kept drives alive. Now, at the end of the game, before Peterson got his touchdown run, A.J. had a catch on third down. It was against Ramsey. And I just want to say, Ramsey should have been ejected in this game. According to the NFL rules, they went back and changed a call, and I know a lot of people are talking about this. Did they go back and change this call? Like, did they get a little thing in their ear from New York? Like, you can't eject this guy on a prime, you know, in a primetime game when he's one of their main, like, you can't do that. Because his first, uh, it's the unsportsmanlike conduct penalties that can get him thrown out. His first one came after he picked off Ryan Tannehill's pass to A.J. Brown. Brown tackled him. They were out of bounds. And he just, he ran A.J. over, essentially, like when A.J. was trying to get up. Right. And And the way that, uh, I want to say that, it was statutory that they called in. I'm not 100% sure. But the way that the, whoever the rules specialist was that was uh, that, that they were calling on basically uh, that night, the way that he explained it was that that certain penalty was technically a personal foul that the refs had got it wrong originally, calling it an unsportsmanlike conduct. But what I'm going to say is once you've called it an unsportsmanlike conduct – it stays an unsportsmanlike conduct. It, the fact that you messed that up does not mean that you should go back and change it. Right. If they change it at that point in the game, I, yeah, that right end, in. that's fine. But yes. if you've called it unsportsmanlike conduct and not unnecessary roughness, and then you get later in the game and he gets his second unsportsmanlike conduct, you can't change it then. And if they would have if they would have went back and changed it immediately right then the ref would have went back out on the field made another announcement that was not an unsportsmanlike conduct that was a personal foul he does not have any unsportsmanlike conducts going towards him being ejected right but you know it either way he should have been out he wasn't he stayed in Titans still won the game AJ got a big catch against him coming across the middle uh, I think it was the Titans' longest play of like 16 yards, and it ended up setting up the just dagger 
touchdown from Adrian Peterson, one yard out, got him in the end zone. I was glad to see that. Yeah, and he was excited. And, oh, yeah, he was. But, you know, it that matchup was something that I was looking forward to seeing, and you can't help but wonder if, you know, going back and forth, AJ just maybe got it in his head and didn't concentrate as much on catching the ball. There was one of them that he dropped that if he would have caught it, there's no telling how far he would have went up the sidelines. And like I said, it would have kept the drive alive. But, you know, we're going to need him this next week. And NWI, got to give him credit for the sure hands and Ryan Tannehill having the balls to <laughs> thread the needle like he did. Yeah, um, I agree. And as far as AJ, I think we know from recent years that at times there will be a game or two where he has problems with drops. He always comes back and makes it up. He does. I mean, he's always the next uh, – if it's not the next game in the future, he's always making grabs that he probably shouldn't be making. So he always makes up for it. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about that. Uh, he, he He's not a guy that's consistently doing it all the time. Uh, Julio Jones is like that guy, that move that they made just is more important than ever that they went and got Julio Jones. And I said last week that, you know, you mentioned something about, well, if Julio's not out there when I was talking about they needed to pass more, you know, I was like, it doesn't matter. And I said that mainly just to emphasize my point of like, they need to be passing the ball more. Like Julio Jones being on the field certainly matters. I mean, right. 100%. You must have seen one of the comments on our YouTube. I did see one of the comments. And, like, <laughs> it's dumb to say that Julio Jones being on the field doesn't matter. Right. But I was I was just trying to emphasize my point that they do need to put more of a focus on the passing game now. Right. And Julio come up with a big third-down catch. I mean, Yeah, he had a really the, good game. The route, turning upfield, you know, it, it, was, it was what we needed. Now, there were a couple play calls – the screen pass they tried to run early to McNichols, I was so mad because as soon as McNichols started in motion, I knew what was coming. The defense knew what was coming. They, It's lucky that the defensive back wasn't any faster because he probably would have picked it off in stride and been in the end zone. But going back and looking at some of those plays, it just wasn't executed well by the guys blocking like, they just let the guy shoot the gap between them, didn't get the block on him. And then another trick play that the Titans ran when Marcus Johnson come around and Tannehill gave him the ball. The only knock I'm going to give on Foreman this game, if he would have blocked Ramsey, Marcus Johnson had a lot of green grass ahead of him. Yeah. Um, I specifically remember that play because I was playing Marcus Johnson in a daily fantasy lineup and things were going fantastic <laughs> and and Marcus Johnson touchdown is really just a cherry on top right but the dude just absolutely whiffed on Bach and Ramsey like I don't even know I haven't went back and watched that specific play but in real time and then the one replay that they showed it's like dude if he blocks him this is potentially a touchdown and I want to give credit to Tyler Rowland from Locked on Titans. I was seeing some of the film breakdown he was doing on Twitter of certain plays, and I believe it was the catch that the slant route that NWI had 
where Tannehill just threaded the needle. Against a team whose pass rush isn't as good, he highlighted A.J. Brown, who was out to Tannehill's right. A.J. ran like a post corner, and the defensive back just bit on the post. And, I mean, shot down on it, and A.J. turned up the field and was wide open. Like, if, when the Titans are, they need to come back to that when they're playing a team that doesn't have as good of a pass rush and know that Tannehill's going to have more time, and it's going to be a touchdown. Like, easy walk-in touchdown. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I, I was not upset with what I saw from the offense. I mean, I am I'm optimistic about the running game now more than I was and I really like I I mean there were some hiccups but we expected that when they were getting used to what they needed to do without Derrick Henry. Right. And um, we, I'm optimistic we, about the pass game too. We said going into this game that this wouldn't really be a telling game for what our offense can do because they were going to have their hands full. I mean, you just you wanted to get through this game. You did want to see the offense move the ball some, but at the time we didn't know what the pro, you know, know about the problems with the offensive line and everything. So, but going forward, if our offensive line is healthy, given the teams that we're going to play going forward, we're going to see a lot more from this offense, and I think they're going to start hitting their stride more. We are going to see what this offense actually looks more like without Henry. And, you know, obviously I wish Henry was out there and that he was the one leading our team, but I am excited to see what they can make this offense into just until he gets back Yeah, and, and how I, productive they can be. Right, and I, I'm excited for that too. Um, I think there's – I think that people should look at the rest of this schedule with a lot of optimism. So. I, I do too. I mean, the, we just can't let – the Titans cannot play down to their competition – they legit have a chance, especially after winning this game, going 4-0 and through this stretch of games. They've beaten four former playoff teams, four 2020 playoff teams in a row. The last three teams to do this, you go back to the 2009 Saints, 2010 Packers, and 2011 Patriots. All three of those teams done that. They made it to the Super Bowl. The Saints and Packers won. You want that stat in your favor. If the Titans win this game against the Saints, that makes five in a row against playoff teams from last year. They're already 6-0 and against playoff teams from last year. I mean, that, that, tell, that right there should tell the national media what this Titans team is all about. I mean, they've been beating the who's who. Right, and again, can't overlook anyone. Any given Sunday, someone, I mean, look at the Jags beating the Bills. Any given Sunday, can't play down to your competition. Go in, put them away early, and just continue on and lock up this number one seed. That way you have an extra week for Derrick Henry to rest before coming back in the playoffs and leading this team to a Super Bowl. And I agree. Um, is there anything else you've got? I I don't think so. Just love seeing the Titans dominate the Rams and dominate another top team in the league. Yep, me too. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up. Mm-hmm.